Well, welcome to another episode of Doing Business with a Servant's Heart. I'm here with Jeff Fulkerson, and we just had talked a little bit before this. Did I say your name right? I hope I yes, did. Yes, you did. Okay, yeah. got it right. I usually don't, but that's a winner today. Hey, I can go back to bed. But I want to thank <laughs> Jeff for being on. He does some things. He's got a, a website called Frobro, and I love it because I had curly hair when I was growing up. So <laughs> it really attracted me to, to what he does. Um, Jeff, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Steve. It's, I'm glad to be here. We can talk about websites and all sorts of fun stuff. Absolutely. And hair, if you want. Yeah, <laughs> let's get in the hair, too. Why not? My wife would love that. Well, let's get to your background. You know, why are you a digital marketer? And you're gonna, we're going to learn more about that. But why did you get into this? The good question. I, growing up, I always liked technology. And I was drawn to computers. You know, I built computers and learned how to use them. Did websites for family and friends here and there. Uh, and I kept doing that on the side as I grew up, but I studied computer science. So I'm really a programmer by trade and, you know, I know technology. Um, but as I started doing websites for businesses, you know, I realized pretty early on that they don't really just want a new website. They want more customers. And so I started expanding the services that I offer to help them in that effort. Right. So we started doing SEO. Uh, we can help with ads or social media because building a website is one piece of the puzzle. You know, mm -hmm. you got to have a good first impression so that when people see that site, they want to hire you. But you also got to get people to the site. doesn't matter how yeah. good it is if nobody ever sees it. So that's where the SEO comes in and the ads and all these other things. Um, so that's how I kind of expanded my approach to life <laughs> instead of just being technology. It's also marketing because uh, the, the more our economy turns digital, the more you can't ignore it. You used to be able to get by without doing business online, uh, especially for service-based businesses. But these days... You can't afford not to. And there are so many tools out there now that make it a lot easier. Yeah. That That's what I want to do. I want to help my clients embrace this and succeed in the, in this vast new world. <laughs> well, Jeff, I, I love that you said the word help. I think one or two times I heard that, which is what you're doing is serving with people is you're helping them. So I appreciate mm -hmm. you saying that. And you're right, technology. I built my first computer in 1979 to do baseball nice. stats. So when you said that, I go, "Is a brother from another mother." People, my friends, are probably going to watch this and, and listen to this. They're going to go, "Wow, they, I remember when he did that." But you're right about Good technology, times. and it's confusing, and it's there's abundance of it. Mm -hmm. Walk me through the. You get a new client in. What are the steps that you take to get them on board and ready to roll? Well, I first need to understand that company, right? So I have a long meeting, ask lots of questions, understand their business model, who they're trying to reach, what their goals are, what you know, why they feel stuck right now. Because from that, I can extract what I think I see that's missing um, and get them from A to B. And so then we can make a plan for, okay, let's redesign the website because it looks like it was made in 1992. Uh, and then once yeah. it looks good and presents you well, then we can talk about getting people to the site, doing things like SEO or mailing campaigns, email marketing campaigns. It really depends on the type of business in terms of deciding what's going to be the most effective and who we're trying to reach. Because uh, sometimes we don't actually go after the end client. We, we go after maybe referral partners. Maybe that's a better fit for their marketing budget, um, just depending on the industry that they're yeah. in. So I can't make those decisions until I really understand you know, that company and that, that their goals. And that's great serving because you're in a business that's very saturated, as you know, mm -hmm. um, but that's okay because the good always stand the cream comes to the top. Um, and you don't do set it and forget it. What I'm getting from you is you get me going. 
but you're going to help me manage this because it's a lot to manage, correct? Yes, it can be. So we offer hosting and maintenance for the website as well. So we'll keep it updated. We'll do the security scans and backups. Uh, if you need something tweaked, we will go in there and take care of it for you. So we're not going to disappear. We're not going to shove you into a box that's supposed to work for everyone. We want to give you the best possible product, uh, which is a website that works for your customers and for you. You know, we do the, the front end, so it looks good, but we also do the back end to integrate with your workflow and operations to try to streamline some of that. You know, there's oftentimes a lot of stuff that was being done on paper that we can now do electronically and save a lot of time. So that's one of the things we add into what I call a professional website instead of just a template built one. You know, ours are going to load fast, they're going to look good, and it's going to work well for you in your business. You just answered the question why you shouldn't use other companies and just build a website because you just showed me all these different ways they're missing out because they don't know how to do that, correct? Right. And and I get that when you're starting out, budgets are tight yeah. and you want the quickest thing up there. So I'm always fine with saying, okay, yeah, start with that, whatever you need to get it going, but don't stay there. So as soon as you kind of get everything situated, revisit it and put some attention into that website because otherwise you're going to get caught up in the business and four years later, you're going to look back like, oh yeah, I never updated that. And, and it's going to show it. You're going to hurt because of that. Well, and I don't want you to give all the secret sauce because it sounds like you have a ton of secret sauce, which I <laughs> thank you for being on. But what's one or two things you've seen in websites that you can tell the audience that are, uh, are, are gross mistakes? That's probably too bigger than it should be, but what mistakes they've made that are easily mm -hmm. fixed? Well, one is when you sign up for a hosting plan, if you pick the cheapest one, the shared economy hosting, yeah, it might be four bucks a month, but in most cases, you're going to be on a shared server with other businesses. And so that hurts your performance. And people don't wait around a long time for your site to load. And if your site doesn't come up fast enough, you've lost an opportunity. Another problem with that shared hosting is that you're in a shared environment in terms of security. So if someone else didn't set a good password on their site, who was also using the shared hosting, now whoever hacked them has access to your site too. And so it's just a liability. And ultimately in the long run, it's not worth it. So pay a little more to get a dedicated uh, IP or a siloed off hosting environment so that you're more secure and you get a little more resources to make sure your site loads quickly and that people don't get bored and go somewhere else. Well, I just learned something, Jeff. So you, you, I love a guest that's teaching me something because I know a lot about tech, but I even think about those two things and that that's huge. Yeah, because if somebody got hacked, you're hacked with that server altogether. Now it's right. it's a it's a massive it's a mass attack, yeah. Because you're part of that. Very good. I love that. Well, the other thing is I said earlier, this is a saturated market. I've talked to a lot of digital marketers. I already mm -hmm. see why you're a little different. But expand upon why you're what you're what's so unique about you. Why somebody would go to Frobro? Well, just it's for the exact reason you mentioned. You know, there's so many marketers out there, but the same thing kind of applies to a lot of industries, especially service-based industries. There's a ton of plumbers out there or landscapers. How do you know who to hire? So you need to stand out. And and having a fro, it makes you stand out in terms of like people notice you in a crowd. It's totally different uh, as opposed to just blending in. I used to have a crew cut growing up in high school <laughs> because it was easy, but I finally <laughs> grew out my hair and suddenly I got all this attention. So having a, a good website is like your digital fro. It makes you stand out. I mean, there's more to it than that. But you need to be unique. You need to stand out. Your website shouldn't just be a list of the services you provide. You need to speak to why you are different and why someone should hire you. You need to capture that attention. Set yourself apart. Be distinct. Don't blend in. 
Well said. I've never heard this before. A model and a digital marketer. Well, that's an interesting combination. I love it. <laughs> that's fantastic. Um, let's talk about knowledge. What books have you read to really, because you know a lot, I could tell already. What have you read, either for personal development, a book that you could share with the audience or two that would help them grow their business or, or them personally? Um, there's so many books. Uh, it's hard to narrow it down. I'd yeah. say for, in terms of the messaging on your website, Donald Miller's, Miller's book, Story Brand, is always a good read for people because that helps you get your head around why and, you know, why the messaging matters on a website and how you can approach that. So even if you don't end up using his exact blueprint, uh, you can look at your site and now you realize, oh, okay, I see why that's bad and how I need to change that. Um, so that's one. Another would be on the mindset of making money and growing a business. Uh, there's one called The Secrets of the Millionaire Mind by T. Harv Ecker. Uh, and he talks about our beliefs about money. Sometimes we get it from our parents. We don't even realize it. Yeah. And so we start following the same patterns and we kind of hold ourselves back in that. So spending time going through and figuring that out kind of sets you free in a way to move forward and do things in a way that makes sense for you and your business that maybe your parents wouldn't have done it that way. But now you can because you've realized, all right, I, I don't need to hold on to that view anymore. Yeah. Well, you can stamp this host sold because when you said story brand, that's exactly what you're doing, but with pictures, with words and audience, I'm going to reiterate that he mentioned story brand. He tells stories, reach out to him in the show notes, ask him, you're willing to meet with somebody for 30 minutes and, and go over their business. He'll do a discovery call with you. Reach mm -hmm. out to this guy. I just met him a week ago, but now I've learned so much about him. This guy knows what he's doing. Uh, when you mentioned Donald Miller, it's because that's, we say uh, ads tell, stories sell. Mm -hmm. and, and that's what you're doing. Um, in regards to your customers, do you allow them to come back? Do they come and go into your business? Or is this something you like to do long, you know, stay with me for a year, let's build your business? How, how's that model look for you? Well, typically my customers do stay with me, but I don't do long-term contracts. I do yeah. month to month for SEO, for hosting, uh, ad management. Because people are tired of getting burned by agencies who lock them into something and then don't deliver. So I'm not going to do that. Uh, you can try me out for a month, see how we do. I'll be giving you reports and statistics of our progress along the way. Um, I'm here to help ultimately. And yeah, if you decide to go somewhere else, I'm not going to try to like force you to stay. Serving. It's what it's all about. People lock people in the contract. You said it contracts and it's, you know, it has to be a marriage. I call it a business marriage. You're not going to meet Jeff the first time and marry him, but you may meet, marry him three or four times after you meet, or maybe it's the second time, but locking people in is, is really doing disjustice, uh, injustice for people that want to grow their business. And we know right. the world is, it's tougher to grow a business nowadays than it ever is. Um, yeah. Well, so, and then even even beyond uh, just trusting the person you're working with, yeah. sometimes other circumstances happen, and your budget sometimes isn't there because you've got to deal with the death in the family or something, you know. And you like instead of me saying no, 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 if you sign the contract, pay me, I'm like of course, you know, we can pause. Come on back when you're ready. That's great. No pressure. Love that you said that. I say love a lot in these shows. People probably go, "Hey, he loves a lot," because it's true. It's there's people that lock you in and say, "Sorry." you know, just stick with me, just make it work. And that's not, that's not building a relationship back to that marriage, that business marriage, because you right. do that, they're probably going to come back 90% of the time because they've seen a dip or they've seen some situations that they need to improve on. 
they've worked with you before and they're like, Hey, I've worked with him before. He's worked. Let's go back to him. Yeah. What size companies do you tend to see to work with or are looking for small business, large business? What is that? Usually small to medium. Yeah. Um, as long as they have a couple employees and a consistent budget to use on marketing, then I can help them. Uh, especially local businesses. I really have a lot I can do on the SEO side and just kind of getting them a lot more visibility uh, online. Yeah. And the visibility is important. Um, now, when you say local, you can work anywhere in the United States. Their right. SEO will be global. Like I'm in San Jose, you'd work with that company at their local San Jose market. Correct. I don't mean local to me. I just mean they have yeah. a local presence. Could be a corner store, or a, you know, a, they have a region that they service. Whether they're HVAC or yeah. you know, plumbers, it doesn't matter. Now, how important is that? Can you? How important? How is, important is it to do that local SEO? Oh, oh. talk about that. That's it, important. It's critical. Yeah. Um, if you think about when you need something and you go to Google and you type in AC repair, do you go to page two of Google? <laughs> no, do you even go all the way down page one? Probably not. Most of us don't. Um, you know, you've probably seen that local map pack, which has like three businesses and then a map and it highlights where they are. We've got some reviews there. Most of us pick from that because we see the review stars. We see that Google brought them up first and they're close by. So we go with them. Um, and if you're not doing any sort of SEO, then you're never going to be in that local map pack. Uh, so I include the Google business profile under the umbrella of SEO. So when I'm working with a company, we will set up and optimize their Google business profile so that they can uh, ultimately end up in that map pack. And uh, I mean, there's a lot of aspects of it, but by doing local SEO, it's so powerful because you're not trying to compete on a national scale. You're not trying to get ranked for these keywords where these big corporations are controlling them. You're just really specific. If you're AC repair in you know San Jose or whatever region you're yeah. in, and that's much more... Uh, within reach let's say let's put it that way yeah no i'm glad glad we talked about that because i'm learning that the plumber you know he gets 20 leads a month from what you do he's probably going to get sales well i'm sure that's going to cover the cost we don't need to get cost but what, what you charge to do that but then it's exposure too that you know i tell somebody about the plumber and then that person goes on google and goes hey that's the plumber steve talked about is that am i going on the right path with that yeah, it, it all snowballs, right? Yeah. And so if, if you're not asking for reviews right now, you know, then we'll put that at the bottom of your invoice or set up some follow-up emails yeah. after service is complete because that's what starts to feed the next guy who sees you on the Google results, right? He sees the testimonials, the reviews, yeah. and that little side panel, and now you're more trusted, right? You become right. aware, you pop up more often. And subconsciously, the more people see you, the more they trust you, even if they've never learn anything about you this, the big mm. companies know this that's why like coca-cola like, you think they've already burned it into your brain because of the exposure over the years with their commercials they're never in their commercials saying it's 2.99 for a bottle of coke like no no that's not what they're selling they're selling happiness and joy from drinking this cold beverage right and so that's what you think of when you're thirsty yeah <laughs> that's how or, it works or mcdonald's or taco bell or burger you know right. all this fast food it's the experience and and yeah. that's what you because people will go well what's the experience with a plumber what would you say to that well you start by thinking of all the problems right and then you can contrast it so what do we complain about plumbers they're late they're messy maybe they're expensive uh so if you can come in as the plumber who's clean and polished and on time 
and affordable, yeah. hey, suddenly you're now standing out. So that's an oversimplified example, but it's it's really not that far off of what you need to do. Right. Let's get and, and the last thing in local SEO because this is really important. You you have trades out there. You're a salon, a dry cleaner, all those that you want to mm-hmm. get your audience within 10, 20 mile radius. Does that change? Uh, is there a fight? That's always I like to ask. So I'm one, two, three as a plumber. As I drop down, do you help bring me back up? Because is there ups and downs? Or you just keep us at the top all the time? And by you managing it, that's how you solve that. You mean in terms of the SEO ranking? Yeah, being at you know being the map and yeah. and the top three. Yeah, so there there will be competition. So if the other if you're a plumber and you're doing SEO, there might be other plumbers doing SEO too. So that's part of why it's an ongoing thing. It's not a one time yeah. deal. You need to keep adding content to your site, keep getting links back to your site to build up the authority of your site, so that Google decides that you are more relative, relevant and authoritative than that other guy. Because sure, you're talking about the same types of services, but Google needs to know that when people see your page, it's better than when they see someone else's page. That's why they need you to manage it. Oh, it makes a lot of sense. And and I've talked to people who try to do it on their own. It's like, I use this phrase, your engine breaks. I'm not going to try to fix my engine by going to Google and, and it just won't work. You go to mechanic. You want local SEO, go to Jeff, let him work on, spend a little bit of money but audience, keep in mind, if he you're paying him $200 a month, it doesn't matter what, what he is, and you're making $1,000, um, that's called ROI. You made a great ROI. And that's what I think you do, right? Am I just nailing that? Yes, absolutely. So we'll get it set up so that you will rank well and keep ranking well. And one of the other things I want to highlight about SEO versus ads is uh, that it it's a compounding effect that serves you over time. So let's say you do SEO for six months or a year. And then you decide to stop because maybe budget wasn't there. Or you change priorities or something. All the work we did is going to keep you ranked pretty well for a while. So yes, your competitors will keep doing their thing. And so you might move down slowly, but that still helps. Uh, as opposed to ads, you know, the day you stop paying for ads, you are no longer in those search results at all. So it's Jeff, that's an unbelievable tip. Again, something I learned something else. You see, audience, I can always learn. Be open. I'm 61. We can learn. That's something <laughs> I didn't think about. You're right. You cut the funnel off, no more ads, you're no more exposure, which is why yep. you see the progressive flow all the time because they're in our face, in our face. Yep. Well, you know, we're getting to the end of the, end of the show here. And, and Jeff, thank you for being on. I've learned so much about you and what you do. And they're, you're much better on the digital markers I've talked to. You're right there at the top. Um, reach out to him. His information is going to be in the show notes of the podcast or the YouTube channel. He'll do a call with you and reach out to me if you have any questions. Mention my name. Take advantage of what Jeff's doing. He's a one-man show, correct? Uh, no, I actually have teams now. When I yes. started ProBro, I was a one-man show, but I've expanded so that I can help more clients. Well, I tickled that because that's good. Because he doesn't <laughs> have to get – if he got 100 calls, he's got a team to help it. So don't be shy. Yeah. Go out and talk to him because business is important, especially for small business starting up. This is a guy where you want to start. Thanks, Steve. I appreciate it. Oh, Jeff, I thank you again so much. This has been awesome. I love to leave the audience with one business or personal or a tip that's got you where you are today. Now you went from solo to a team. You're all obviously growing. What tip can you offer the audience? Well, if you really want to be successful in business, there's uh, two things. And one of them we touched on was with that book I mentioned, T. Harvecker. It's those 
beliefs, right? So sometimes there are things about ourselves we don't realize until you start looking in and figuring out, okay, why did I keep procrastinating on doing that proposal? Is it that it's actually hard or is it just that I don't like doing it? And so if you break through some of those things, that that's it, huge and allows you to be a lot more productive. And I know it was true for me. Um, and I said two things. I'm trying to remember what the second one was. Oh, uh, burn the ships, right? The whole idea of committing to your business instead of just saying, all right, I'm going to see if this works, you know, because then you're going to half-hearted, you know, do all this stuff. But if you're deciding, okay, this is my business. I am committed to making it successful, even though there may be failures or challenges along the way. So much different in how you approach things and you will find a way because you decided you're going to.